Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, how fun is this? We are live today in Nashville, Tennessee at the American Association of Christian Counselors event. It's the Be Strong. It's a world conference. It only happens every other year that they do this. There are 50,000 members of the AACC, the American Association of Christian Counselors, but 7,000 of them attend this conference. And so we meet the neatest people while we're here. And so we're going to give you some examples of that. And you're going to meet some really cool people. We have Clifton Lambreth. And he was actually the marketing director for Ford Motor Company at the point in time when they were facing bankruptcy or bailout money and their choices and how that all came about. He's going to be on with me in just a moment. And so you're going to be excited to hear about that. And then we have this lady that God gave a vision for this messianic family Bible that is just going to touch your heart. Of course, we have all this stuff at ChristianCarGuy.com. Of course, we have a very exciting game of name that noise to play and there's always we had mentioned the jesus labor of love car repair labor for single moms widows families in crisis across the country we have been blessed with so many people that are involved in helping families in crisis there and that's all at christiancarguy.com but i know that you're excited to play name that noise and so johnny let's play it's time to play define that defect resolve that roar Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. How oh, fun we are going to get to play Name This Noise this morning. 866-348-7884. If you want to call in and see if you can name that noise. 866-34-TRUTH if you're digitally gifted and you can do that kind of thing and if you can guess today's noise well let's go ahead and play it and then Johnny tell them what they'll win we have copies of Stu's book Last Words of Jesus or the accompanying CD with music by Richie Kingsmore there you go how exciting is that it's it's the last words of jesus either book or cd it's your choice if you can name this noise go ahead and play that noise if you would johnny now this is an automotive noise i I guess i need to add some clarity to that so this is a noise a car might make and actually it's a defect that i would like to see if you could identify and if you can identify that, we would love for you to call, or maybe with any question or comment today, 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and win, 866-34-TRUTH. And so I just have to share with you that it's an amazing thing is you are sitting in this conference, and we've had an opportunity to do many live broadcasts this week. We have had Tim, Dr. Tim Clinton himself on, the president of uh, the Association of Christian Counselors, and then I've interviewed countless other counselors, and I know this isn't necessarily on the automotive theme, but while you're thinking about what that noise is, and you're going to call in and win, 866-348-7884. I'm shocked, Johnny, aren't you, that nobody's called in yet? But I just want to mention that it's amazing to me how that verse in Second Corinthians chapter 4, where it talks about how we are all 
uh, clay pots, sort of like, you know, those broken pots going on. And it's, it's amazing how the light shines through our brokenness. And when you are walking around and you have an opportunity to, um, in fact, we're all kind of crackpots, if you think about it that way. <laughs> if you're interviewing these counselors, it's amazing how God has comforted them. And now through their comfort, it's like this light that's shining through the broken pot that's lighting the way for other people to get to know Jesus and to know the freedom that comes with knowing Christ and the healing that comes as a result of that. And so person after person after person that we've done interviews, when you hear their story, it's, it's fascinating to me how many times that that person, whatever it was that was their struggle, turns out to be their field of, of where they're, you know, if they had a struggle in their marriage, they may be a marriage counselor. If they were abused sexually, they may be a, a counselor in the area of, of sexual abuse. And time again, you will find that the very thing that the person struggled with, now they're out there healing people. Even people with struggles in faith are now faith counselors. And it's just an amazing thing to sit down with each of them and hear those stories, hear how God came for them, and the things that they've learned and gleaned to be part of the body of Christ, using their gifts now to um, provide for people in all sorts of different ways. Again, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can click on that first banner that I put up this morning on the AACC, American Association of Christian Counselors, and you can find out all about this association and, and the wonderful resources that they have available. But right now, let's let's see if we can play some Name That Noise. We're going to go to Jesse is in Utah. Jesse, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Hey, I had an old Toyota that did that, and I drove it for a long time until it blew up and realized that I'd not put oil in it. Uh, of course, I was quite young then, but um, I think it's a, a, a lifter. I'm, I'm not sure. You are. That's what, that's what my dad told me at that time anyway. <laughs> Well, Jesse, I got to tell you that there aren't many times we play name that noise a lot here on the Christian Car Guy show. And I don't think of many times that my first caller got it exactly right, right at the very beginning. Really? Yes. (laughs) You have named that noise. That noise happens to be the very thing. It's a lifter noise. Some people will call it a valve tick. It's it's when there's too much clearance there as things begin to wear out and you get that tick. And so that's exactly the noise, and you're a winner. God bless you. Thank you. And thank you for calling in this morning. That is absolutely awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I would point out, as always, that we are so blessed to have so many resources there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Next week, as you may know, we'll be having on another edition of Christian Car Guy Theater. So all those episodes are there. They're absolutely free. You know, you may know uh, somebody that's into cars, a young man or young woman that you would like to witness for Christ. You know, what an opportunity to maybe send them to ChristianCarGuy.com to find out how to mix, you know, their passion for cars with Christ. And so, you know, what does that look like? Well, it may look like Christian Car Guy Theater, where they can hear from Kramer Crankshaft or Danny Dipstick or all those many characters that are in um, the Christian Car Guy Theater episodes. But there's also there the Jesus Labor of Love. Car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. You know, that's that's my heart. But I'm, I'm going to give you a little sneak preview right this minute because just sitting down in, in front of me is the lady who it, God put it on her heart to do this messianic <laughs> family 
Jewish Bible. The Tree of Life version is absolutely terrific. And welcome. It's, I'm trying to, is, is Dana? Miss Danya. Miss Danya, there you go. <laughs> like Das Vidanya. Like Das Vidanya. But it's so awesome to have you here. We're going to be doing a whole lot about this in the last segment of the Christian Car Guy. But since I got you right here, just can you share with our listeners a little bit about how God put this on your heart to start this project? I had a real desire to see my family around the Word of God and for my children to love the Bible the way that I do. And as a brand new believer and a new mom at the same time, literally the same year, I really ran to the Bible to uh, find solace and peace and and to learn how to be a wife and a mom. But then as your kids grow older, you want them to love the Bible the way that you do. So I married this Jewish guy. And suddenly, not only do I have children, and I know who Messiah is, but now I'm raising up babies. It was a little bit overwhelming. I had never seen anybody do that before. So it was a journey to start a translation for families. And incorporating in so many neat ways that Jesus in the, the Jewish faith, in the Messianic, Messianic Jewish, is Yeshua. Yes. And, and their respect for the name of God itself is clear throughout this translation that you don't throw around just any names. You try to be very specific and you try to drive back to the culture of who Jesus was, which was he's a Jew. That's right. Yeshua the Messiah is his name and his title. Jesus Christ can often make it for Jewish people um, almost the idea that, that Christ is his last name, when actually Christ is his title. Christ and Messiah are the same word. Yeshua, which actually literally means salvation. That's the meaning of the name. So when you call on Yeshua, you call on salvation. And so to be able to share that with our children and for them to be able to hear that on the pulpit when their dad, the rabbi, is preaching, but then read it in their Bibles was a critical element to saving an entire generation. Wow, and this Bible is so fascinating. We're going to get a, bit, a lot into it in the last segment of the Christian Car Guy. But I want to tell you, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, they're offering it for this special price like they had it here at the conference of $69.99. It is one amazing book and that is this beautiful green leather with the gold embossed pages. All these Bible helps. It has a glossary that help you understand Jewish terms you always wondered about, like Cohen. What what does that have to do with the, you know, I thought that was a Jewish last name. Oh, there's so much to know. And then they have prayers. And then one of the most spectacular things about this Bible is the artwork. And when you hear about what went into the artwork. How about a Bible with pictures again? But these are very unique pictures like you've never seen that are simply another place for you to worship. Again, you go to ChristianCarGuy.com and order yours at the special price. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Never break in until I hear that. Because, you know, being an ex-Pontiac dealer with my father working for General Motors all those years, yeah, it just it just brings back so many memories when I hear those wonderful jingles. 
And, yes, you're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show, but a very unique Christian Car Guy Show. And as it, we are live from the American Association of Christian Counselors, Be Strong World Conference. It happens every other year, and it's one of the joys of my life to have been here the last couple of years and to see what God is doing in the world of Christian. He's literally raising up an army of broken people to go out and share how God came for them. It's, it's an amazing thing. And I could not recommend it high enough. You can go to Christian Car Guy and find out all about that. But today we have some amazing stuff. And if you think about those old jingles, which I dearly love, all I can ever see is that light bulb going on because Ford had a better idea, and they do in so many ways. And we are blessed to have some current ways that Ford is doing that. And I know the Christian Car Guy audience is always interested to know what are some of the new stuff that's coming out. I have Dennis Slevin. He is with us. He is the Ford Super Duty Project Manager. Wait till you hear some of the cool stuff. I mean, I've heard some ideas, but these are the smartest and the most capable ever uh, Ford Super Duty trucks. So welcome, welcome, Dennis. Thank you. You know, I was reading through this list of stuff that you guys, we have the Super Duty truck. It's coming out, I suppose, as a 2017 model. That's correct. It'll be available fall of next year. And it is the smartest <laughs> truck ever in the history of the world. You're not going to believe some of the stuff that this truck does. But it has seven cameras. Is that right? Seven cameras are, are all over this thing, kind of like a Walmart at midnight? <laughs> right. You can, you can equip it with up to seven cameras that allow you to see in 360 degrees around the truck. And uh, you can um, configure the front camera such that as you're approaching an intersection, it's kind of looking around the corners for you. Um, there are two cameras, um, one's in the Timsel and one's in the tailgate, that uh, our, our towing um, uh, customers, who, who are about 90% of our customers, tow. And those cameras allow you to see your hitch as you're backing your truck up to hitch up your trailer, and, and you can just... There's a, even a, a center line in the in the middle of the display, and you can back it up and, and hitch it up the first time every time. I, I, and it's so cool. And there's another camera that goes down on the bed, you know, because when you have that stuff back there that you know is rolling around and you're worried about right. it, you no longer have to, you know, be freaking out and turn it around. You can look at your one of your seven cameras. Co. Right. You've got all that. And then I know for campers everywhere, this is some of just the way that Fort, you know, when you think of that little light coming on in those old commercials, Dennis, this is how you guys are thinking because, you know, a lot of folks out there are campers like I do, and you, you're going into that campsite in the middle of the night, and it's dark. You guys, <laughs> you put lights that come out of the rearview mirrors on the side so you can light up the campground so you can see where you're parking. Yep, that's right. We have uh, we have LED puddle lamps on uh, the underside of our uh, trailer tow mirrors, and uh, they allow they do, do light up the ground so you can see as you, uh, as you step out. And then... You know, for us Christians, the word bliss means, you know, joy and peace and all these different things. But you guys have a different definition of bliss. So That's how can right. I get bliss if I'm driving a Super Duty? Well, well, I, I share that bliss as a fellow believer. But um, uh, the bliss that we refer to is uh, blind spot monitoring. And so what we have uh, basically is radar in, um, in the tail lamps um, looking rearward. And um, the, the cool thing about the, the Bliss and the 2017 Super Duty is that it not only watches the blind spot if you're just driving the truck by itself, but it is also uh, able to be configured to, uh, to watch your blind spot when you're towing a trailer. 
so that if somebody's creeping up alongside you with a trailer up to 35 feet long, uh, you'll, you'll also be alerted to that as well. That is so amazing. And the, and the list goes on and on. Some other really cool things that I read. Uh, adaptive cruise control. And anybody that's ever a cruise control freak like me that loves to just set it. And then, you know, that guy going two miles an hour too slow drives you crazy. And, of course, if you've got a 35-foot trailer behind you, it's real exciting. So you guys put your best stuff in the in the people that really need it. Yeah, it, it is it is really cool. I have driven um, um, our our trucks, uh, our Super Duty DRWs, with with a really heavy trailer behind them, going down a six percent grade out out in uh, Arizona, and with the adaptive cruise set, with the engine brake on, with the tow haul, the uh, transmission set in the tow haul mode, you you basically can drive down that grade and just hang on to the wheel. You don't have to worry about anything. The truck will break for you if you get a little too close. That person slows down a little bit. Um, and and it just is really a confident, comfortable ride. All right. Well, let's pop open this aluminum can here and get inside because this is one of the cool things that I think that Ford has, has seen. It looked into the future is that you've taken something and made it lots and lots and lots lighter with aluminum, but you've made it 24 times stronger. From what I understand, the frame in this truck is 24 times stronger yeah. than its predecessor in order to accommodate this aluminum skin. Yeah, what we what we were able to do, um, as you know, we, we introduced aluminum first on our F-150, and there we, we saved up to 700 pounds uh, at the vehicle level. On Super Duty, we, we introduced, we're introducing the aluminum cab, and we're saving... Um, uh, somewhere from the cab, somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 pounds. But what we're doing is we're, we're, we're reducing the weight of the vehicle up to 350 pounds total. But that extra 100-plus pounds, we reinvested it into the frame, into the suspension, into the brakes, into the driveline, because our customers demand the, the capability and the toughness that Super Duty has always given. So we've upgraded those areas, and that's where, as you mentioned, the frame, We've been able to make it 24 times stronger by boxing it, by using 95% high-strength steel, by increasing the section height, the height of the, the side rail of the frame, by about an inch and a half. And, uh, and that allows us to tow more and haul more and do it with more confidence. Well, you can see that Ford has got the light on, and they're staying no. up till midnight figuring this stuff out. God bless you, Dennis. I appreciate you being on with us so much and what you guys are doing at Ford. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. God bless. Okay. All right. We are, you're going to hear so much coming up on the Christian Car Guy Show. You need to buckle your seat belts and stay tuned. Car Guy Show, live from Nashville, Tennessee, at the American Association of Christian Counselors event. Dr. Tim Clinton and all these amazing counselors have been here. We've been gleaning so much wonderful stuff from the Word of God. We have such an amazing guest coming up for you, Clifton Lambert. 
he was with Ford during the crisis years there in 2008, and I think you're just going to be blessed to know God has people in in certain places for such a time as this. And he was there for Ford, and, and part of the reason we just had that amazing discussion with Dennis there on what they're doing with the Super Duty is because they chose not to take bailout money, and and Henry Ford is there somewhere looking down on him going, that's it, boys, that's how you do it the good old-fashioned way. You're going to be excited to hear from him. But I do need to share, I got a caller that's on the line, and I met this man. His name is James. He, I was, it was about 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was on my way to Nashville, Tennessee, Wednesday morning. And I'm in the Truth van, because you may know I work for the Truth Radio Network, and so I drive this van that says Truth all over it. It's huge. It says Christian Talk on the side of it. And, of course, I'm just going in actually to get a little phone charger because my phone was dead. And I come out of the little 7-Eleven store there at the gas station, and there is a man who is a man after my own heart because he throws papers. And if you know my story, that when I lost my dealership, and I was broker than anything back in 2008, as a lot of car people were, in order to get the deposit so I could rent a house because we'd lost our house, I had to throw papers. And so this man walks up to me and he goes, what does that mean right there, Christian talk? And so now I ask him, because he had such a miracle story, would he please call into my show? And Jim, I know you took a long time to tell that story that morning, but can you tell that story about how the angel came to you throwing papers that morning? Are you still there with us, James? I'm, I'm still here with you, sir. Can you please share with our listeners how that angel, you were throwing papers in the morning like I was many mornings, and the window was down, and and what happened? Okay, it's so great to talk to you, sir. You was a lightning experience when I got to that parking lot. When you prayed with me, I needed that so bad. I mean, I'm going through a hard time myself. I can't, I've went on to a prayer for four years. Maybe you're my answer. But I'm saying, if I can tell this, maybe God will get in God's favor a little bit more and he'll answer my prayer. And I'm going to do it, and I'm, I'm in awe with you. I'm in awe with this show. With this show. I'm going to go with it. Well, I want you to okay. tell the story, but I want to start off by saying you could not be more of God's favorite. Okay. Isaiah 61 I'm, says he declared that this, this is the year that James is his favorite. That's the RSV. That's the Robbie Standard right. Version. So you're right. his favorite, I'm but at, go on and tell, go on and tell, you're, you're going down the street, what happened? The angel spoke to you. Okay, let's, let's give, I'm going to tell you how much faith my mother had. If she had faith and it was wet, it would have dripped out of her shoe. She wasn't a rich mom, she wasn't a rich mother at any stretch, but I'm sure the night before I'm going to tell you the story, I'm so sure that she was praying for some help. Well, God was getting ready to use me. So I'm out here delivering these papers, a major paper route. It takes care of me. I'm out here working all by myself at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in the morning, all by myself. The moon's out. It's bright. You can see forever. Uh, yeah, we got, and then we, we got to go fast, though, James, and the angel okay, gets to that okay. part. Okay, I'm at a box. I'm at a box doing a paper, putting in a paper. My windows are down. An angel or something voice speaks in my window on the other side and says, your mother needs some money. I mean, he meant it. It was a man's voice. He means it. I look around. There's nobody there. I said, oh, my goodness, what is that? It scared me. I'm out here in the country all by myself. It scares me. And I say, 3 a.m.? No, no way. 
I don't even carry money with me in, in general. And, and you're going to finish your out, and I, I got to kind of run because I got so much stuff, but I'm going to fast forward a little bit for our listeners. Okay. He was four now, hours. He, it was a four-hour drive for him right, to get to where his to her house. Four and he's in the middle of his paper route, and so he he takes off, and he gets to the house, and his mother and and her and her sisters are sitting around in a circle praying, and you're like, hi mom, you know, you know, he's all this time, and and actually she didn't mention anything about needing any money, but when you came back out of the bathroom, then what happened? I handed her the I handed her one of the fifty. It took me four hours to get to her. I handed her one. I thought she was the three cars in her driveway. I didn't know who they was. I found me a place in the grass to park. I go up around and I hand her. I go in the door. I thought she was passed away. Scared me to death. I will go in the door. There they are sitting in the circle. And, and I said, what's the matter, Mom? Nothing. Okay, here's you 50. I go run. I give my dad 50. By that time, I go to the bathroom and I come back and she's crying. She's just having a cry. I said, what's the matter, Mom? She says, five minutes. It took me four and a half hours from 3 a.m. If God had told me that at 10 after 3, I wouldn't have made it. Well, James, I'm going to have to run. You you are the greatest storyteller of all time, and sometime I may just have to have you on for the whole show. But what happened was his mom was fixing to go shopping. Right. And she didn't have any money. Right. Her sisters were there, and the father gave gave her the $50, too. And so here's her mother. God showed up for this need of his mother four in the morning he had no clue whatsoever 3 a.m not four so i just wanted our listeners to be blessed by the story i got blessed with in marion virginia myself early in the morning god bless you james and our listeners please pray for james he does have a prayer request that he needs a break when you throw papers you do not have it you don't have a day off you go seven days a week and he has been doing this for four years without a day off so everybody out there that can think about it, pray for James. Thank you. God bless you, James. You. I appreciate you being on with me today. I, I just had to, to share that. Uh, I am honored, really, to have in front of me uh, Clifton Lambreth, who was, Ford's, was it, you, were you their marketing director at the point that, that this story starts to unfold? I was actually a regional marketing manager. Okay. And uh, I had a numerous, a, a lot of positions in the 26 and almost 27 years with Ford, but at the time when I wrote the book, I was what they called a regional marketing manager. And and so my understanding is this first book, Ford and the American Dream, you wrote this as almost an exit strategy. Can you share with our listeners what's going on? Absolutely. In 2006, it seemed like everything was going wrong, and we'd say, what about this or what about that? And I remember. <laughs> you were there, so you, you know it very well. We, we had the same problems over at Ford. You were having at GM. And, and I would say, well, what about this and what about that? And he'd say, well, Clifton, you might be right, but Ford is a 100-year-old company, and they're not going to change. And so I would get frustrated, and as I got frustrated, I began to take notes and talk to all my friends. So after 22 years, I had a lot of friends. I worked in a lot of departments at Ford. And so as I was talking to him, I would take notes, and it got too much to be an email. We all know what happens if you send the boss an email and say, here's some suggestions to improve. Either it gets caught in the spam filter or they hit that delete key. And so as it began to grow, it became a sort of a manuscript, which later would become Ford and the American Dream, founded on right decisions. And to tell you the story, I, I sat down with my wife, and after I wrote the book, and I said, honey, this book may save Ford Motor Company but it most certainly will cost me my job. 
And my wife asked me three questions. The first question, she said, Clifton, is everything in that book true and accurate? And I said, it better be. And on advice of counsel, it is. And so the second question she asked me, she said, Clifton, if Ford were to do what you say, do you think you have a chance to help save Ford? It may be just a little bit piece of that American dream because, as you know, better than anybody, one out of every five to ten people in the U.S. works directly or indirectly for the automobile business. And when you're when at that time we were facing record unemployment rates. And so if you add another 10% or 20%, the, the, the country's not going to be do well. And the third question she asked me was pretty simple. She said, Clifton, if you don't write the book and publish it, do you think anybody else will talk about the things that you talk about in the book? And I said, I doubt it. It's not really popular to say the emperor has no clothes. And so she said, well, you're always talking about doing the right thing. And so <laughs> guess what, big boy? You need to do the right thing. So... I did. I sent it off to my publisher, and he said, I'll, I told him, hold off now until I clear everything on my house, you know, make sure I'm clear. And so, because it was sort of an exit strategy. If you work with a Fortune 500 company and you write a book about everything going wrong while you're working there and you don't ask them, it's probably a good chance that you'll be looking for another job. But, see, I believe one thing. If we do the right thing at the right time with the right motivation, we'll get the right results. But more importantly, we earn the right to expect others to do the same thing. Do the right thing at the right time with the right motivation. You'll get the right results. But more importantly than that, you'll earn the right to expect everybody else on your team and everywhere else to do the right thing also. So as I did it, I sent the first copy. And everybody says, oh, boy, you're courageous and you're all this. I was more crazy than courageous. And it was mostly <laughs> therapy that I wrote the book because I was so frustrated. But uh, I sent the first copy to the new CEO, a guy named Alan Mulally, who had come over well, from Boulder. Do you hear the music saying that we got a we got a break coming up? But that's kind of a way to tease our listeners to say, yeah, we get to hear the end of the story. When we come back, you can see, and we're going to find out more about this Messianic Christian Bible, about, you know, what a four-stroke Christian is. So stay tuned. think that aliens have landed but actually that is one of the coolest things ever when you begin to understand what it really is that is the 118th psalm in the davidic cipher and it, you can find that on youtube and you can also find it at my website but the reason why that's so cool is because that is how perhaps when they were on their way out to the garden of gethsemane that jesus's disciples were actually they're cantering they, the way they sing their prayers is the way they sang the psalms is how they were actually on their way out there. And so you're listening to what may have what it sounded like when Jesus was on his way out to. And, and the harmony makes it sound like it's that little alien version, but it's, it's an amazing thing. And if you're wondering, what in the world am I listening to? This is the Christian Car Guy Show. We're live from the ACC Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. But I have an amazing guest with me. I want to get right to him, Clifton Lambreth. He was with Ford at that moment of truth for such a time as this, and he was just telling us the story on how God put it on his heart to write this book. And now it's getting published. Clifton, what happened? Well, when I actually when I actually got it together and sent it to my publisher, I sent the first copy also, uh, the first copy that he sent back, I sent to Alan Mulally, who had just come over from Boeing Airlines. And so as any smart guy would do, uh, I sent it out on a Friday, and I went on vacation. 
because I want to get that last paid vacation <laughs> in. You know how that is. If you work in a corporate world, you think you're getting ready to get fired. You want to get that last paid vacation. So I had, I took a, took off over to the mountains of North Carolina. And, and on Tuesday, my phone rang, and I recognized the number. It was World Headquarters, and I wasn't going to answer because I don't want to get fired on vacation. But after that, during this time, I was praying. I would listen to what God said. And, and I really, truly believe that God said, if you'll do this, everything will be fine. It'll, everything will work out. And so even though I wanted to trust God on that, I'd had 22 years of seeing people with exit strategies from Ford. And so it's kind of tricky. You, you know, you, you want to hope for the best, pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. Right. So I didn't answer the phone. I let it go to voicemail, and it was something like, hey, this is Alan Al Malali before, like I didn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> and he would say, hey, I... I got your book, and I really need to talk to you. And I'm thinking, I bet he does. I bet he won't be alone either. And so after that, I waited till midnight to call him back and say, Hey, Alan, I don't know if you know this, but I'm on vacation this week, but I'm excited about meeting with you too. And, and sort of on Thursday, the same thing happened. And I left him the same message. He said, I'll, he wanted to meet with me, and I said, I'd be happy to meet with you. I'm excited about meeting with you. But I really felt like I needed to prepare a little bit before I met with him. So there was a lot of running in the mountains and praying and, and walking and listening to God and trying to, trying to discern what God wanted me to do with this opportunity. And so on Saturday after I got back from the mountains, I was in the post office and my phone rang and it was Alan Mulally. And he said, "Uh, I really need to meet with you. And I said, well, I'm in New York Monday and Tuesday. I'll be happy to fly up Tuesday. Why don't we meet on Wednesday? He said, that'd be great. And so he said to me, really, he said, where would you like to meet? Can you come over to the region? I mean, to the world headquarters. And I said, I'd rather not. He said, well, what if we met in executive room? I said, I'd rather not because I know how that works. You know, they have you about HR and everybody else, OGC oh, yeah, yeah. and all those other people that come on you, the lawyers and, the, you know, everybody else will probably be meeting me. So I asked him to meet at Fairlane Manor. And here's where it's really important. Fairlane Manor was Henry Ford's estate home. It's where he lived. It's actually where he died. And so when I got there early, I prayed. And when Alan came in, of course, he didn't come alone. You know, they have some oh, yeah, they people. Have yeah, they have big people that uh, make sure that I'm not going to hurt him or anything. And so, or, or that he's not going to hurt me. I don't know. But anyway, we met in Henry Ford's library. And here's what we did. We, were, we had sort of a working lunch. We were there for three hours. And this guy that God had put at Ford Motor Company as a great servant leader, for three hours, he listened, he took notes, and he asked questions. You see, a good servant leader, people don't understand servant leaders. They think servant leaders are weak, and every time you talk to servant leaders, they think we're going to pass an offering plate. But servant leaders don't think less of themselves. They just think of themselves less. They don't love power, but they understand the power of love. Well, Lolly did that. So I asked him before we started, because we had our meal there, I said, do you mind if I pray? And I didn't really have a prayer worked out. I just said, Lord, guide and direct us in a way that would make Jesus smile. And when we turn Ford Motor Company around, we will give you the credit. And today, I'm here to follow through with what I promised God with Alan Mulally in 2007. Yes. Yes. If you're not praising God right now and you hear that story, again, you are probably wondering, what is it? You can get Clifton as, an, as a public speaker. He's got these books. All this stuff is at ChristianCarGuy.com, front and center on a post today. You can click on his books, find out more about him and his ministry. And actually, he's working with a one amazing Christian movie that we're going to be hearing a lot about in the upcoming. But I got to get to my next stuff because I've got so much stuff here, and I got to get there. But Diana is, as we heard, the Daphitic cipher. She herself is a cantoress, and she uh, she can she can sing this prayer that's on the back 
page of this Bible, which I've, I've, I've heard it, and it's just part of one of the cool things about this Bible that I did not understand, but I'm going to let you say it, Danya. Why is that prayer on the back of this Bible? The prayer on the back of the Bible is called the Tree of Life, the Etz Chaim. And it's the prayer that Jewish people sing every time they close up the Bible, they close up and roll up the Torah scroll at a service. So it's the, it's the commandment to teach your children about the Lord. And every day you walk into the synagogue and you learn from the Word of God, but we always bless it by remembering that it is a tree of life for those who take hold of it and happier are those who support it. And when I heard about this version, and I've, I haven't said this to you, although we've had some amazing conversations since we've been here, because this is one amazing lady with a heart for God that, oh, we could talk for hours and hours. But George McDonald, one of my favorite authors of all time, said something when I saw this version immediately rang true to me, that in the middle of the garden was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. And, and essentially, Eve and Adam chose to eat from the tree of knowledge. Had they chose to eat from the tree of life, then everything goes different. And when we go to the Word of God in an effort to eat from the tree of life, yes. to find out about Yeshua, to yes. encircle our bride, then we we are eating from the tree of life. But if we go there to figure out, you know, I need to memorize this scripture so I can say that Second Corinthians chapter 4 and 6 and impress other people like that, you're eating from the tree of knowledge even though you're in the Word of God. But yeah, you're busy trying to build up your head knowledge and when you're really... The reason people open the Bible is they want to have an encounter with God. People open the Bible to get close to God, to hear from the Lord what he would say about their life today. And I, I, believe me, you have no idea how I would love to have a half an hour just to go through what a treasure this is. And, again, I would mention it, too, is front and center at ChristianCarGuy.com and the special value that you can get for sixty nine ninety nine, And it's worth more, way more, just the pictures alone. But we got to talk about this picture because when I was going flipping through the Bible and I came across this picture of who you call Miriam, which we know as Mary, mother, Mary, you know, yes. when she was pregnant and she meets with Elizabeth, my jaw literally dropped, which I can't see that unless you've seen me on Periscope. I'm going to drop my jaw right now. <laughs> and I was like, what, what awesome. is that picture? But to explain, Miriam, that, that's one of, just that whole thing. I had this, uh, when I was asking the, the artist who, who we commissioned to do 85 pieces of art in this Bible, the one I asked him, please include pictures of women. There, it's so important that women feel connected to the Bible because they're in every story, although not often named. The story with Miriam and Elizabeth is so critical because Miriam was told by the angel that she was going to bear um, the Messiah. And when she was told that, she said, how will I know? I've never been with a man. And the, the angel said, go see Elizabeth. Elizabeth was the baron. So there's this couple that's betrothed <clears throat> that goes to run, and she runs to the couple that was barren. And this woman is pregnant. Nobody knows she's pregnant. She's only at six months, but clearly she's showing. But standing right behind her is her husband, Zechariah, who was a priest in the temple. Here's what happened. God spoke to him in the temple during his temple duties. He saw an angel, and God spoke to him and told him that he was going to have the child that they dreamed of, and it struck him dumb. But his wife I hear walked that out that miracle. In the background. Oh, I hate so much that this show is over and that you don't get to find out more about the messianic family bible but it is at christiancarguy.com it is an amazing value and the pictures that that bring children all of us at a place where the family can get back to the bible which is the whole idea and this translation will add in understanding to you that only the jewish people that have known that they've carried the ark of god right miriam that's right i mean uh, for two thousand <laughs> years yes, it's been two thousand years since the jews have carried the ark of god on their shoulders again thank you for world. listening to the christian car guy show 
what an honor it is to be here with you.